Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Of losing game ones, if you go back and look at that Bucks championship run a couple years ago, they lost game one, I believe, in every single series uh, under Mike Boonholzer. And then by game three... Uh, the coaching staff had made the adjustments needed, uh, and then they would to kind of take over the series. I'm not saying you know one is like the other, but it's an awfully big coincidence uh, that he is talking about game ones and losing game one in playoff series when his mentor, the guy that he coached under, had the exact same issue uh, when he was a head coach uh, previous uh, to being let go by the Milwaukee Bucks. Losing game one isn't the end of the world. It, it's just not if you have a veteran team. It's a much bigger deal if you have a younger team that is on a roller coaster of emotions day in and day out. Then that's completely different. And that is something that they have to fix, I think, going forward. And getting rid of Dylan Brooks, I think, helps that uh, from a maturity standpoint. Adding Marcus Smart, adding Derek Rose, that adds to that maturity level. They have to grow up as a team uh, and figure out that everything is not life or death. Because you win a game does not mean you win the championship. Uh, you know, you upset somebody and you get a big game. Okay, great. But now you got to play the next game. You can celebrate for the night, but then you have to move on to the next game. Uh, when you're in a playoff series, just because you lose game one does not mean the series is over. You just have to figure it out and move forward. You can't allow yourself to get into some, you know, deep depression because you lost the first game and something horrible happened at the end. It, it almost has to be a uh, quarterback uh, mentality of I throw an interception and move on. Don't worry about it. Or if I'm a cornerback and I get beat in football by a wide receiver, okay, you move on. You get live to play. You know, go to the next play and try and get an interception and uh, make up for it. That has to be what happens. And with younger teams in any sport, that is harder to do because they most of the time are a very emotional bunch. Especially if there are a bunch of younger guys all in the same clubhouse or all in the same locker room, that tends to be even more uh, of the situation. Uh, I, I want to hear uh, coming up next. Uh, to be honest with you, what what our guy uh, Jeff Calkins has to say coming up next, because uh, he's been around a long time, uh, seen many a different teams and all kinds of different sports. Uh, and I want to get his take on what this Grizzlies team was last year uh, and then what was needed, in his opinion, this offseason and whether or not they got it uh, and then what he thinks they could be this year. Uh, after the additions of Marcus Smart and Derek Rose. We'll ask him all that coming up next here on the Gabe Coon Show on 92.9 ESPN. How sweet it is to be loved by you. 
Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios, with Jeff Calkins on today's show, presented by Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas, online at redrivertoyota.com. We're back with the Gabe Kuhn Show on 92.9 FM ESPN, with today's special guest host, Sparky Pfeiffer. Someone to understand my ups and downs. Jeff, thanks a lot uh, for coming on here in the 5 o'clock hour. I know you do it uh, pretty much every day. Of course, you can catch uh, Jeff weekday mornings from 9 to 11 on 92.9 FM uh, ESPN. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Grizzlies Media Day uh, today. Uh, and I've had a chance to, to listen to a lot of uh, the interviews uh, by uh, Wright. And I, I guess my first thing to you is, what was your perception of kind of what this team was last season and then what it kind of needed uh, in the offseason? Oh, I think, I mean, I think one of the nice things is, is the, the Grizzlies were very clear-minded about that. Um, super talented team with, um, you know, young players, young, you know, rising stars at point guard, at shooting guard, uh, a big and Jaron. And then for one reason or another, everything went haywire. And, um, and it went haywire for all the reasons that sort of we know now. And, and some of that was Dylan and, and Dylan being Dylan and the collapse against the Lakers, the embarrassing collapse against the Lakers. Um, more of that, honestly, was Ja and his uh, misdeeds, um, which were stupid and um, and repeated, um, and showed a, a remarkable lack of awareness. and And so we got what we got, and the Grizzlies went from being this, um, you know, up and coming darlings of the NBA, Nike shoe deal, all of that. To, even in the course of a year when a lot of good things happen, finishing second in the West again, um, having defensive player of the year on your team, Jaron's an all-star for the first team, John's an all-star again, like a lot of good things happened. Um, it nevertheless, you sort of ended up with, um, I got in your face, um, being a little bit of a league punchline. And so they set about to correct that. Some of that was just literally deciding to let Dylan go, which was, not nearly as, um, not nearly as uh, sort of um, in his face as, as as it was made out to be with reports. Like they didn't they didn't put out there. They didn't tell the world under no circumstances are we having back. They just decided to move on from Dylan, um, and then everything around John. And so here we are embarking on a new year when they've gone out and they've you know gotten Marcus Smart and they've added Derrick Rose and. Um, Dylan's gone and, and, and hopefully they have it. They say they have a new plan around jaw. And so I think people are excited and hoping for the best. There is, you know, there's, there's, there's a certain real uncertainty because of John's situation. Um, will he, you know, will he stay, will he, let's see look, the way they phrased it. Will he stay on track? You know, they said he's on track. Will he stay on track? Um, will he be back for game 26? What will that look like? And then in the interim, it sets up a sort of an awkward situation of figuring out how you even manage practice. Like Taylor Jenkins was asked about this today, and he said it, it, it's good news, by the way. The good news that came out was that John not only 
can practice, he can travel with the team and everything else. But like you imagine, how do you run those practices? And as Taylor Jenkins said, Ja won't be with the first group because you need to get ready for the first 25 games. So you're, 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 even as you build towards this new season, you're dealing with the fallout of the old season, um, which makes it that much more complicated. Um, but that's the enterprise that's in front of them. And I think that, you know, that they obviously they seem, as every team does, excited to get to it on media day. I think it's a huge gift by the NBA to allow him to practice and travel. It's a huge gift. Uh, it's a gift uh, to Ja as much as it's a uh, gift to the Grizzlies. From th- this aspect, when you're hurt, right, and you have an injury and you're out for the year, more times than not, you're not with your teammates. You're off rehabbing or whatever, and it's like, see you next season, and you're kind of separated. It's an isolation feeling. It's uh, You can get in your head. You can get depressed. There's a lot you have to work through. It, for him to be able to be around his teammates, still practice, and be able to be there if they lose a game uh, in preseason or if they lose a game in the regular season and be able to kind of tell them what he kind of saw while he was watching the game the very next day in practice and be able to work with those guys, I think is good for Jaws' mental state of, of well-being. And I think it's good for the team as well to give him an, a kind of uh, a way of being an extension of the coaching staff a little bit while not being on the bench. Yeah, now, of course, he's not. He's not allowed in the arena during the game. Correct. And yes. so, yeah. So, um, but you're exactly right. I think the important thing to remember here is that the NBA is invested in this too. <laughs> you know, the NBA didn't just want to discipline Ja. They want Ja and they need Ja um, at his best. He is still um, one of the great marketable young superstars in the, you know, in the, in the league. And honestly, um, you look at how many of the superstars in the league are international players. He is one of the truly great um, young American superstars. There's, it's not an accident. Um, he's incredibly magnetic. He's dazzling on the floor talent. It's not an accident that Nike, um, you know, invested in him the way they did. And the league is similarly invested in this. So I think when the league tried to figure out the best way forward with Ja. Some of it is, okay, how do we, you know, a 25-game suspension is to make it clear that you've got to mend your ways. But they do really want him to uh, mend his ways, and they want this to be successful. And I think, as you point out, feeling like you're part of the team in whatever way that part of the group, um, I think, is an important part of that. Now, it is interesting that, that, that the travel is that he's going to be traveling with this team because let's be clear the Denver thing the original you know the gun incident happened on a road trip and a lot of the um rumors about Ja and his um late night activities not all of them but a lot of them um focused on his behavior during road trips and so here he's going to be traveling with the team and I imagine there will be – I don't know what the – you know, the players – both Marcus Smart and Derrick Rose said they're not here to babysit, and that's very clearly they're not here to babysit. But in some ways the team is – like I don't know what their rules will be for Ja. And, and Zach Kleiman was deliberately vague about what on track looks like and what the conversations have been like and what the expectations will be of Ja. But I'm sure – that there will be expectations about Ja 
and how he comports itself him comports himself during the first 25 games. So, yes, it was absolutely a gift to the Grizzlies and to Ja, but it was self-interested by the NBA because they want this to work as much as anyone wants this to work. I don't mind him being on road trips, and the reason I say I don't mind it, even though we had those issues, was because that means he's on the road now with Marcus Smart and Derrick Rose. Uh, Both of those guys have been uh, through it before in the league. Derrick Rose, lots of ups and downs with injuries and so forth. Marcus Smart's been in a bunch of playoff battles and has played with you know star players before with Tatum and Brown, so he's used to it. Both of those guys, I think John John Morant respects a ton. Uh, So to have them uh, and getting that bonding going early in the season by him being on road trips with those guys and being able to go out after games or whatever the case may be and be on those charter flights, I think that's all good because that's just more bonding and more being able to absorb some of that veteran leadership from both of those two guys. I will say that I'm kind of surprised, and I think Derek Rose is too, by the reaction that he has received since getting back to Memphis with a lot of – uh, you know, welcome home type stuff, which obviously Chicago is his home, so he's a little taken back by that. But I think Derrick Rose is surprised by how warm of a welcome he's gotten uh, by being back in Memphis. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I'm with you, by the way, in terms of I think it's it's good for him to to travel, and it's good for listen if you if you can stay uh, on the straight and narrow when you don't have a game to prepare for. Like, right. um, and and uh, it'll be that much easier, I think, when you do have a game to prepare for. So, um, so yes, uh, that will be good. And I agree, every minute spent with those two is probably positive. I, I didn't hear everybody in media day because I'm mostly focused on doing a Derrick Rose column that I'm working on. But Derrick Rose was sensational today. And, and again, it's a press conference, and there's there's limitations you can put on a press conference. It's really kind of interesting because there's limitations on, like, how much does the whole veteran leadership will rub off work? You can't predict that, right? You you can't you can't know for certain. Um, Danny Green was supposed to be a, a veteran leader last year, and as he said after he was after he departed, eh, the players didn't listen to me. You know, like he didn't say that exactly. He pretty much said that exactly. Like no one cared to talk to me. Like um, now that partly he has a very different stature in the le- stature in the league. He has a very different image and whatever else. Um, Derek Rose is a former MVP who has been through a hell of a lot. And it was really interesting to hear Derek Rose talk about how all of this came to pass. Because listen, after you'd already signed, after you'd already acquired Marcus Smart to be a good influence on, uh, on, on Ja um, and to show him the way and to be a veteran leader and to do all of that, you, the, there, was, there was a certain really curiosity about why would you sign Derrick Rose, who didn't even play really last year for the Knicks, didn't play much the year before that for the Knicks. The year before that, he was very good in the course of 50 games. Um, but why would you sign him and give him a two-year deal and what what is going on exactly with that? And it was interesting because Derek Rose said the way that it actually began was that um, he reached out to Tony Allen because he wanted to talk to Ja, presumably about some of this stuff. And he said in the course of that, um, his agent talking with the Grizzlies, um, it came to pass that maybe it would make sense um, for him to join the Grizzlies. And 
Um, he was very explicit. He's not here to babysit, he said. I'm not here to be a plant, he said. Uh, I'm not here to be a hallway monitor. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Basically, but what was interesting was to hear, and I would urge people if they have access to the, the interview, particularly the one that he did, and I heard the one he did on Grand City, which was great, but then the, the one he did with the assembled group, I thought was particularly great. He just sounds like a guy, as the years go by, you would hope that all of us would get wiser, would learn from our misdeeds, would learn from our mistakes, um, would have some accumulated wisdom. You can't hear that interview without thinking that, my God, um, Derek Rose really has, you know, learned some things along the way. And, like, for example, it is interesting. Like, one of the unsavory parts of his past is there was allegations, civil allegations, that ultimately were not proven to be true um, of gang rape and where he said some troublesome things about consent and whatever else. And what's interesting is, like, it was Derek Rose who brought up the word, like he said, yeah, yeah man, who brought up a lot of the stuff he'd been through, including the rape trial um, he brought up as, and the things that he had learned from them. And in fact, talking about his injuries, he said, if I hadn't gotten injured, and this he said to Grand City Media, I think, I still would have been lost, he said. It was the injuries that caused me to realize that there is more than life to basketball and that caused me to sort of take a big step back and a deep breath and to realize what matters and what doesn't. And, and I don't know, like he was just really impressive. There are veteran players who, um, who join an organization like Allen Iverson once did joining this organization who still want to be stars. They don't come to grips with the reality of where they are and their role and how they can have an impact on younger players. And then there are veteran players like Vince Carter who come here and understand where they are and have learned and grown and have maturity and appreciation and honestly gratitude. And that's what Derek goes sounded like. Like he was just tremendous today talking about all of this. And, um, you know, you can't predict 
like a lot of this depends on how receptive Jai is. So you can't exactly predict how it will go. But I feel that much more optimistic about it after having listened to Derek Rose today. And I it, that much more appreciation for why they signed him. A great interview, too, with Jeffrey Wright. Download your Odyssey app and listen to that as well, Derek Rose. I'm great sure story Jeffrey about did a great job. I haven't heard it yet. I haven't yeah, heard no, that one no, yet. That's okay. <laughs> that's all right. Just promoting our guy, too. Yeah, good, uh, so job. Make sure, good job. Yeah. Make sure to download that, that as well on your Odyssey app. Uh, okay, so what we talk about the whole babysitting thing, uh, and Connor and I talked about this a little bit earlier. Obviously, he's not publicly going to say that I'm here to babysit Ja. I get that. But from a front office perspective – you have to think that's something that was talked about with his agent and him as part of the deal coming in of, look, part of the reason we have you coming in is because we do want your veteran leadership. We do want your influence in a locker room that has a bunch of young guys. Maybe you don't say John Morant by name, but you are bringing him in and you are trading for Marcus Smart and bringing him in for this exact same reasons to add some stability and some maturity to this locker room that, you know, I mean, thankfully, Dylan Brooks is out of that locker room because obviously that was part of the problem. But that's kind of what they need to stabilize and not be on such an emotional roller coaster, you know, throughout the season or in the postseason. No, I, I listen, I think there's a distinction between babysitting, um, which he said he's not here to do, and being a influence and helping uh, younger players, which he expressly said he is here to do. Um, not job necessary, not exclusively. I mean, he talked about this um, somewhat in the context of job, but more in the context of his own career. So he joins the Bulls and he said, back then there were guys on the team and he rattled off names who some of them didn't even play a minute, you know, and they would prepare and sweat and uh, take care of their bodies um, as if they were going to play, you know, 35 minutes the next night. And he said, now I look up all these years later and I'm one of them. He said, and I, it's partly, I now see what I did. And he actually was sort of critical of the league. He, he was, he was appreciative of the fact that, for example, in Miami, Udonis Haslam is really there for that reason, right? He's there to, to help show people how to be professionals. And if you look at the Grizzlies, um, they have previously sort of scoffed at this idea that they needed veteran people in the locker room of stature um, to show these players the way. And the players have fundamentally been figuring it out by themselves. It's been Jaron and, and Dez and, and Ja and whatever else figuring out by themselves. And they would scoff at the idea that they needed veteran leadership. And, um, you know, Derek was very clear about it, that he learned from veterans – and that his role now, it's not to like if Ja is going out to say, Ja, don't do that. Like that's not, that's the, in the way in which he's not a babysitter or not to call Zach Kleiman and say, yo, I just saw Ja <laughs> heading toward the strip joint. Like here's a video, like, but, but it is, yeah, it is his, he's very clear and he embraces the fact that he is there to um, help show the way in a way that he is appreciative, people showed him the way. Now, it, he also said, listen, it's not that easy. Like, when he was a youngster and he was the most super talented guy on the, on the court, um, 
you know, he, he said, if, if, if a player, had, you know, he said, I joined a team. I was immediately like the, the leading scorer. Like what, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to shrug that stuff off, those lessons off. And here in Memphis, you know, I'm sure Jaws aware of this. Like Jaws aware why those guys are here part in part. And Ja must, but the, the, here's the thing. We know that Ja respects Marcus Smart and we know he respects Derrick Rose. And we know that in part because Ja broke his media silence earlier this summer um, in part to retweet the news that, that Derrick Rose was joining the team with a Rose. Like, he, you know, I, I, don't, I don't really speak social media, but that seemed to me to be approval. Sure. And um, so, you know, again, it, it, you have to be receptive if you're ja, if you're ja, and and who knows? But I, I I just think I think Derek Rose will you know if 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 Ja wants someone to show him the way, um, there will be players in that locker room this year to show him the way, and then the only question is is whether Ja you know wants to be receptive to that or not, and. Uh, you know, and we'll see about that. It was interesting, by the way. There were some other stuff that Derek Rose said, including, like, he, he was so open and transparent and humble, and it was really very impressive. But one of, one of the things he said, I asked him, you know, how does he remember his Memphis experience? He said, well, it's a blur. He said, I was only here for six months. And it is kind of striking to think that, that Derek Rose had the impact that he had in Memphis, you know, leading this team to the Final Four, one of the great legendary uh, careers really in Memphis history as short as it was in six months. He said, but I left Memphis early. Like we know about the ACT stuff and all that right. that happened. He said, I left Memphis early because I was in a fight. And so Cal let me, and there were rumors about him in a fight. I think it was with a Memphis football player, honestly. And, um, about, and, and so he said, Cal let me leave and work out in LA. And so he was here. You know, he showed up for, you know, basically Memphis Madness, and then he was gone in March, you know. And so he wasn't here at the end. He wasn't, you know, he really had a very short time here. Um, you know, it, it, it won't be long before he will have spent more time here as a Grizzly than he did as a Tiger. Um, and, and I guess the, the, the best way this could work is for that championship that eluded him when he was uh, a Tiger that uh, – that he helps lead the way, mostly by showing Ja the way, to uh, to give the city the championship that it that it missed out on that time. Now, I'm not predicting that, but I guess that would be the true storybook ending to all of this. Call your shot, man. Nobody will remember you got it no, wrong. But they'll no, remember no, no, if you no, get it right. Call shot. your shot. <laughs> Call that's your shot. shot. Be confident. No, 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 no. I'm, I, I, I would happily. One of the great things is, is I don't ever say things just to call my shot. And I, I would only predict it if I actually believe that to be the most likely scenario. I will hold that out as the most uh, storybook scenario, but I will not, I hereby do not uh, predict it because, um, because I grew up in Buffalo where we don't have storybooks. We just have Super Bowls that end in oh, disappointment. We just that's have right. wide right and 13 seconds hey. and – all of that stuff. Storybooks don't exist in Buffalo, or if they do, we tear out the last few pages, or else the kids would be crying. Tomorrow, when you come on, because I forgot about the Bills angle with you. Tomorrow, when you come on, I've got a Josh Allen comparison 
uh, to somebody that used to play in the NFL. And I, I want to see if you agree with me or not on the Josh Allen comparison. And tomorrow, right. I want to talk about X factors for this Memphis team uh, outside of Marcus Smart and Derrick Rose, because I got a name, and we'll, we'll see if everybody agrees with my X factor for the Grizzlies this season. Jeff, thanks so much for coming on. Check him out weekday mornings yeah. from 9 to 11. And his Derrick Rose column coming up uh, tomorrow for the Daily Memphian. Thanks so much, man. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Bye-bye. You betcha. There he is, uh, the Jeff Calkin Show again. Weekday mornings, 9 to 11 on 92.9 FM ESPN. Coming up next, that's right, it is that time, baby. The NFL, they played some games uh, over the weekend. And up next, it's Around the NFL, brought to you by Long Shots, here on the Gabe Coon Show. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN with today's special guest host, Sparky Pfeiffer. All right, time for Around the NFL, brought to you by Long Shots. The Green Bay Packers. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, uh, not so great against the Detroit Lions uh, in their last matchup on uh, Thursday night football. Uh, and some more questions surrounding the Packers. Obviously, they've been dealing with some injuries uh, to their offensive line. David Bakhtiari, the former All-Pro left tackle uh, since he tore his ACL and tore his knee up a couple of years ago, really hasn't been the same. Uh, Ian Rappaport of NFL Network uh, reported uh, at the end of last week uh, that he was getting a knee scope uh, and they would be putting him on the injured list for four weeks and that there may be a subsequent, a subsequent surgery after that. Uh, the Green Bay Packers uh, coaching staff t- talked earlier today and uh, they are not giving away anything as far as David Bakhtiari's future uh, going forward. And that is a big problem for the Green Bay Packers without having an all-pro left tackle to protect Jordan Love, their first-year starter at quarterback, and having to go with an inexperienced guy in Rasheed Walker who uh, got his lunch handed to him, I guess you could say, against the Detroit Lions could be a long season for Jordan Love uh, if Rasheed Walker or somebody else doesn't step up for David Bakhtiari uh, the rest of the year at left tackle. Next up, the Las Vegas Raiders uh, for the Green Bay Packers, and then a bye week. So two of those weeks that Bakhtiari will be out will be taken up by a not great team, uh, a bye week, and then it's the Denver Broncos. So I have to keep an eye on that. But if there is no David Bakhtiari, Packer fans worldwide, uh, I think maybe crying uh, in their cereal because it could be a long year on the left side of that offensive line for the Green Bay Packers. The Chicago Bears. Speaking of crying in their cereal, hello, Bears fans. How are we doing today? Uh, probably uh, a little bit better, right? Because there has to be some hope uh, some optimism after uh, uh, Justin Fields finally throws for over 300 yards uh, in a game. However, they also blew a gigantic lead against the Denver Broncos over the weekend. Now, again, remember, this is the Broncos. They gave up 70 points to the Miami Dolphins, uh, and they gave up a huge lead to Justin Fields uh, and the Chicago Bears, only to rally back later because the Bears' defense also stinks uh, to win that football game. I-, I-, I will say this about the Bears. If Justin Fields uh, and this Bears team win two or three games and they have the number one pick, because don't forget, they also have the Carolina Panthers pick uh, who don't have a win right now uh, with their young quarterback, they could end up in a position 
to have the first and second overall pick in the upcoming draft, which means they could get Caleb Williams and, say, Marvin Harrison Jr. from Ohio State and have a deadly lethal burrow-to-chase-type connection uh, for the next decade, possibly, in Chicago. So as much as they're horrible and as much as you know, Bears fans are cringing and mad at uh, Eberflus, the, the head coach, and mad at Luke Getz, the offensive coordinator, and so forth, this could actually be a blessing in disguise for Bears fans and for the organization if they do absolutely stink for the rest of the year. And to be honest with you, it appears they are going to absolutely stink for the rest of the year. Then comes the question of what about DJ Moore, who they acquired in that trade on draft day, moving back from number one, the stud wide receiver from the Panthers. Do they trade DJ Moore at the trade deadline coming up later this month if they are still stinking uh, and not very good? I certainly would. Uh, if I were the Chicago Bears. The Denver Broncos. Oh, the Denver Broncos. I have to be honest. I am rooting hard against the Denver Broncos this year. Uh, and Sean Payton. And this goes back to the comments about Nathaniel Hackett uh, prior to the season. And really taking pot shots at Nathaniel Hackett for no reason. As far as I know, Nathaniel Hackett never said a bad word about Sean Payton publicly ever. Now, if there was beef behind the scenes between these two that I don't know about. Well, that's that's different, I guess, but it should have stayed behind the scenes if that's where it was going down. I don't think there was any beef between Hackett and Sean Payton at any point. And when you start talking about it was the worst coaching job ever, karma's going to find you. It's going to get you. And it got him, Sean Payton, and the Broncos against the Miami Dolphins. And it doesn't look like it's getting any better because you beat the other bad team in the NFL, the Chicago Bears. It's going to be a long, long year for the Denver Broncos. And then they have to make a decision on what they're going to do because they spent a ton of money uh, in Sean Payton, plus capital to get him, and they spent a lot of money uh, on Russell Wilson as well. But we talked earlier with Ross Tucker about the Titans being in purgatory. Uh, this team isn't in purgatory. This team is way below that. Uh, and there doesn't seem to be a good way to get out of it uh, at this point. So in this situation, it's a much better you know deal to be in of being a Titans fan than being stuck for probably the next several years being a Broncos fan with absolutely no future to look forward to in Denver. The Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm stunned. I, 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 I got to tell you, I really am stunned by Pittsburgh. Coming into the season, I really thought when you looked at that NFC North division of Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, and Cleveland, I thought it was going to be Cincinnati, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, playoff teams, and then Cleveland in last place. That's how I thought it was going to be. And the reason I thought that was simple. Mike Tomlin. The dude just wins. No matter who you give him, they figure out a way to win football games. They figure out a way to get to the playoffs or be right there knocking on the door of making the playoffs. Uh, And I really like Pickett uh, at the end of last year at quarterback. Uh, And now this year, whew. It lost. Just does not look anywhere near the same guy. I will also tell you, I am not a huge Matt Canada fan. Their offensive coordinator haven't been uh, since his time in college. Wasn't a big fan uh, of his play calling then. Still not a big fan of his play calling uh, in the National Football League either. I think that's probably a hire that they regret. And then Pickett uh, ends up going uh, and getting hurt. Uh, and now the Steelers are in uh, some serious trouble, I think, going forward. And then Pickens, the wide receiver out of Georgia, who a lot of people you know, had second thoughts about and didn't want to touch because they weren't sure of numerous things. I think one person uh, came out and said they didn't know if he really even liked football, uh, and that was their knock on him. 
uh, in the draft process, which is a big statement, by the way, when you start talking about uh, a professional athlete questioning if they even like the sport they're playing. That That's not a good sign. Uh, and he has shown flashes. Uh, but now going forward, you have no Deontay Johnson. He's He's gone. He's hurt. He's gone for the year, who should have been your number one wide receiver. Steelers are going to end up probably in last place in that division. Uh, and it, that is crazy because that is not something that normally happens with a Mike Tomlin team. It's just something that does not happen uh, usually uh, at the end of the day. Uh, all right, so that'll do it for Around the NFL, brought to you by Long Shots here on 92.9 FM ESPN. Here on 92.9, we talk ball every weekday from 4 till 7 p.m. Except right now, it's time for Big Man Small Talk on 92.9's Gabe Coon Show. It is time for Small Talk, presented to you by the Memphis Touchdown Club and uh, Memphis head coach Ryan Silverfield uh, at the Hilton Memphis. Uh, coming up, actually, he's probably talking right now. It was supposed to start at 5.30, of course, a sold-out event, and I'm sure a very entertaining event uh, at that. And uh, thanks uh, to those guys uh, for being a part of the program. MemphisTouchdownClub.com if you want to learn more uh, about all the fun stuff they do. They do a speaker series, uh, and Ryan Silverfield uh, is the current one going on today. Uh, okay, Connor, uh, Small Talk time you told me i could kind of pick whatever i wanted to talk about uh so uh first thing i want to talk about uh is this whole taylor swift thing uh and this <laughs> okay. this taylor swift mania and swifties and all this other nonsense that to be quite honest i've already had my fill of and i never thought i would care as much as i care about who travis kelsey is dating as i do taylor swift because we've went through this with tony romo and jessica simpson being in the box the press box and aaron Rodgers and olivia munn it, it's it's not the first time we've had a professional player date somebody in in that world uh necessarily you know that's an actress or or a, a singer, whatever. But this here is whole nother level. I mean, Taylor Swift is walking into that game. Hugh Jackman is right there. Right. And there's no mention of Hugh Jackman. You watch the video, there goes Taylor Swift, and Hugh Jackman just kind of going behind like he's got a backpack on following mom to school. I'm just like, what is going on? Like, she is at a superstar level Like I didn't think was really possible. Like, the last ones I can think of like this is like Michael Jackson, maybe. Exactly. Prince. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Beyonce. I mean, she's at she's at that Beyonce. She's at that level right now. And now to be attached to an NFL player uh is even really more mind blowing, especially when he kind of uh kind of called out the whole idea of having a crush on her in the whole deal. And the fact that this has actually led to a couple of dates uh and so forth, and everybody is talking about it. I, I'm amazed. Like she's bigger than anybody in the National Football League currently. Anybody, oh, she's oh, bigger yeah. than mom. She's anybody you want to throw out there. She is a bigger name than that person on the football field in any given situation when Kelsey is playing. It, it's a phenomenon. There's a reason the NFL is changing their you know profile picture to Taylor Swift and changing their status updates to to Taylor Swift. They're leaning into it, in my opinion, a little bit too much. Leaning into it a little bit too much. I've I've been enjoying it. Um, from the fact of Swifties learning football, I have really enjoyed that that portion of it. And to be quite honest, it, it seemed like that they have figured it out pretty quickly. And I wouldn't be surprised if they have some plays drawn up for the Chiefs because I don't know if you saw last week, but they had a birth chart out there, and it's just yes. and that's just advanced analytics for the Swifties. So you know, we have advanced analytics for for football teams. They have advanced analytics for Taylor Swift. So I I can respect it there. It's uh, but it, it's been it's been uh, pretty crazy to watch. Like. 
you know, his his jersey going up 400% in sales, the the record numbers of women watching the game from 18 to 35, like that means something. And it's just, I'm not quite sure how how long they can milk this the NFL can, but it's uh it's been it's been something to watch. And I agree with you. I don't think we've ever seen uh, a girlfriend or wife or boyfriend, any anything like that in the NFL to this level. This is a, a, a new a new kind of atmosphere that the NFL's in. It's almost like the Oprah effect. Right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. If Oprah had you on her show to promote a book, you'd be number you'd be the number one seller in the country. Yeah. If Oprah had you on to promote a uh, house repair, you'd get your own TV show. Like, no matter what it was, if Oprah was involved, you'd get some mega deal, mega fortune out of this thing by the time it's all said and done. And like you said, 400% increase. Think about that. 400%. And trust me, people were buying Kelsey's jersey before well, this. Exactly. He was already like top 10. Was. That's, yes, what's, that's exactly. what's insane. It's not like he was, you know, top 50 NFL jerseys. He was top 10 NFL jerseys, and then he went up 400%. And that number just, like, almost breaks my brain. You know, it's we're sports guys. We're not really math guys. But when I try to think about that, it just, it just I kind of short circuit. Kind of think about it from this perspective now. You better not screw this up. Oh, yeah, no. You can't. if you screw this up, you better hire security because it's going to be at a whole different level of anger from all these people that love Taylor Swift. Uh, they're going to be after you specifically. I, they, it, it's going to – I mean, enjoy it now, no doubt. But if this goes sideways and if you're the reason it goes sideways – now, if she leaves you because she moved on to some new new guy, okay, that's fine. You're clear. But if she says some BS about you screwed her over or something went wrong, God help you. God help Help you, Travis Kelsey, because it's not good. Yeah, I have a quote. One of the uh, the funnier tweets that I saw recently was somebody said that if they break up, the album or the song is a hundred percent going to be titled "He Was Playing Games," and it's just like, oh, that's so perfect. That's so So perfect, and it's so scary if you're if you're Travis Kelsey. I got to ask this question. We've done this before uh, in my earlier uh, life of radio. What professional player in sports, current or past? Would you would would have want to been, right? So maybe uh, Derek Jeter. Man, I wish I could have been Derek Jeter for a little bit. That would have been amazing. Or in this case, maybe it's man, I wish I was Travis Kelsey. Man, being able to date Taylor Swift. I've I've always been a guy that's never wanted it to be at that level. Like, give me a a role player guy. Uh, that did really well in his career, but could walk into a restaurant in a city that he didn't play in and nobody would know who he was. Sit down, eat, multimillionaire, go watch a movie, whatever the case may be, live a normal life. I would never, ever want to be at that stardom, that level of what we're talking about here with Kelsey and even Swift. I I would never want to be at her level either. There's no privacy at all. Like, it's a completely different lifestyle that I would never be interested in. I'm going to go outside of the NFL for this answer, but I think Robert Ori would be my answer. Like, I'm on championship uh, teams. I'm, hit, I'm hitting the big shots. I get the credit. I'm part of the team. I'm in the highlights. But ultimately, I can walk into, you know, most stores and most restaurants in a city. And, you know, a few people may recognize me, but it's not going to be a, a bum rush of, of people. So I think, I think Robert Ori would be, would be my answer for that question. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, that's... That's something that, again, people just don't think about. Oh, man, I wish I was this guy. Oh, man, I wish I was this girl. Do you, though? Do you really realize what it all goes through? They can't just go to a grocery store and go shopping. Oh, yeah, you sacrifice your privacy. 
Right, and yeah. you don't realize how much that's actually a cool thing that you get to do because it's day-to-day and you hate going to the grocery store. But imagine being stuck in your mansion or whatever uh, and not being able to do any of the normal things that everybody else can do. Oh, yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah, no, no pa- no thanks. I, I pass. All right, coming up, 6 o'clock hour here on the Gabe Coon Show and more cuts uh, from Media Day today with the Memphis Grizzlies. Jeffrey Wright did a lot of great interviews. Uh, I want to get into a couple of things said by Marcus Smart today uh, coming up here uh, to lead off the next hour. So don't go anywhere. See Sparky Pfeiffer filling in for Gabe Kuhn on the Gabe Kuhn Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.